to the Mountain Deer Podcast. I'm Rodney Elmer. I'm a taxidermist from Northfield, Vermont, and we have a YouTube hunting channel, and uh, the boys and I have been into deer hunting for some time now, and uh, let's talk deer hunting. I'm here with the boys. Go ahead and introduce yourself, guys. Hey guys, uh, Casey Elmer. Everybody knows that me as Coyote, um, and then we have uh, this guy over here. Hey guys, how's it going? This is Ron Elmer. Everybody calls me Beaver the Beave for short. It helps with fluidity in conversations. <laughs> <laughs> and less offensive. How's it going guys? Uh, I'm the youngest of the Elmer boys. Uh, my name is Taylor Elmer. The, uh, the energy of the room. <laughs> <laughs> I started deer hunting when I was young. Um, I loved to do it and it didn't take too long and it turned into a living for me and I started doing taxidermy on the side. I, I slowly got into it more and more and over time uh, wanted to bring the boys and hunting has really turned into a big part of our lives now and uh, we, Taylor managed to talk us into having a YouTube channel. I've been filming uh, hunts in the woods since I was really, since I was their age and uh, it's been a lot of fun and uh, we're hoping to share some subjects and some new ideas with you and maybe uh, reflect on some old ones that are really great too. One of our uh, listeners, they asked, uh, they asked you, Dad, uh, how'd you get into hunting? What was it like uh, basically starting out for you? Uh, I, you always wonder who it was or what it was that influenced you when you were young and for me it was Daniel Boone. My mother's looking for something for me to uh, watch on TV and the, the Daniel Boone was always okay viewing for her and I, I always loved the fact that you know Fess Parker always knew the right thing to say and when he walked around with that rifle in his hands it was like part of his body it was an old friend and he, he carried that gun and uh, he knew what to do when to do and how to do it all the time and he always seemed to have the right attitude and uh, course in the beginning when he throws that hatchet and it splits the piece of wood I was into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been cutting wood since you were old enough to know what a toothpick was. You know for sure you know and when you grew up in a rural area and um, things were the way they were back then it was it was something to go hunting and, and I was in the outdoors for almost my whole life and now that uh, you guys have all kind of joined me out there and I'm looking forward to maybe some grandsons going out there too. That'll be awesome. You know? Take the hint, boys. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, we, we've uh, really enjoyed the success of the YouTube channel, and lots of people have really liked uh, our, our hunt videos. And it's a great chance to share and explore and learn things about yourself and about nature. And in the end, uh, hopefully more people will care about nature. They'll care about the world, and they'll care a little more about themselves and what they're capable and able to do. And uh, we're going to be discussing a lot of that stuff here in the near future. The the stuff that we um, we're going to be speaking of and speaking to the most is things that pertain a little bit to New England hunters. Um, we're we're trackers mostly. Um, not a lot of stand hunting, not a lot of sitting, but we like to we like to move. And the, our hunting style has uh, proved extremely efficient. Um, and it's a great way to explore the woods, get used to being out there in nature, and see some tremendous tremendous things. And um, I think that the, this style of hunting and the way that we kind of do it has been massively rewarding and it's pretty unique um, mostly because of the tracts of land that we, that we have access to and the, the way we can 
you know, hunt and how, how we kind of do it is a bit unique to the to the kind of the deer hunting world as far as in the United States is concerned. Most people hunt, you know, smaller tracts of land with like really high deer density populations and that's actually not not something that we we get to share. That's not not a bit uh, not really all that similar, but um, the kind of the style and the methods that we picked up, we adopted from uh, Dad. We adopted from Rodney because he, you know, he kind of blazed the trail for us, especially in uh, the state that we love hunting in the most in New England, which is Maine. Maine's amazing, just like uh, just like the rest of them. But how did you, um, for the people who don't know, how did you kind of get into tracking? How is it that you like really took your took what you learned in a small area? Uh, like Vermont and applied it to the big woods like how did you all of a sudden start getting out there to do what you're doing now like what do you do well most all of us have to start out um, where we are and what we have and I, I grew up in a little suburb of a small city and there was all kinds of pastures and farms around and of course I grew up hunting in fields and farms and in little small woodlots and then when I saw a guy come back um, to the farm that I worked at, his brother-in-law came comes back with this giant 228 pounder on the top of a Jeep, and it just dwarfed the Jeep. I, I had never seen a deer that big. And when he explained to me that he'd gone to Maine and shot that thing, I said, well, I gotta go to Maine. <laughs> I, we don't grow deer like that around here. That's just <laughs> something tremendous, you know? And of course, the, the, the farther you are north in the deer's range, the bigger the deer have to be in order to survive. So. There were some really big bodied deer and I was just so impressed with the, the horns and the age and the size of that deer that I said, boy, I gotta check that out. And then when I saw other people doing the same thing, I said, that's it, we just gotta do something about it. So um, my brother-in-law, um, him and I, Don Al, we, we got together and we brought a couple other friends of ours and we said, let's just go to Maine and go deer hunting. I, I managed to talk him into it and we went up. Um, originally, uh, my, my best friend as I was growing up, Tim Busby, he, him and I uh, went to Maine and we had a great time and, uh, and the, my first trip to Maine, boy, I shot a 205 pounder and it, the rack was nice and big, big, big seven pointer and I was just so pleased with that and it went so well and when I came back with that thing, even the boys were like, oh my God. <laughs> so I managed to talk everybody into, let's just break, get the camper, let's just go up, we'll stay on the Golden Road, we'll go hunting, and we'll just, let's just go for it. So we took a, made sure our vacations all lined up, and we took off from Maine and went up and started in, and that was 24 years ago or more now, and still doing it, and still loving it. Um, what started out as just a week of hunting is now turned into over a month. Um, well over a month. Yeah, and uh, we spend you know the better part of a, a month in Maine, and we, we try and hunt Vermont and New Hampshire also, but it just, one thing evolves into another, same as everything else, and it's been awesome. I know for me, uh, when you're talking about when you first saw that giant deer on a uh, on the Jeep, I remember you coming home with, old, with the old red mountain deer pickup and seeing zigzag, yeah. that buck, just and of course I'm just a little tall and I see that thing it looks like a Holstein in the back of your truck and I was just like oh my god that thing is massive and just and growing up for for me especially I think the boys can contest this you know dad would be like I'm going to Maine this is this is my vacation time this is when, when I actually get to go have some fun and put down the put down the workhorse a little bit and uh, we were all kind of like we can't wait to be old enough and ready to go to Maine. 
And I remember you always, I was like, when can we go? And you're like, when you're ready, because this isn't, this isn't uh, like going out back behind the house. This is the big woods where you got, you got to know what you're doing. You got to be confident. And because if, you know, this is serious, this is the big leagues. If you go out there and get hurt, you're out there and you have to be confident in your abilities and know that if you do end up having to spend the night, you can still get out of the woods. And uh, of course, when you're a kid, that's hard to accept. Right. <laughs> not being yeah. told, being told you're not quite ready yet. Yeah. But um, yeah. that was a very similar experience for me. That really got me into it. That's for sure. You know, I, I tried to bring. It was a rite of passage to go to a new land and a big adventure, and to go somewhere else and into the unknown. And that part of it was really attractive. And I tried to, if anything, enhance that a little bit with the boys. I, I would say, okay, this year's your year. And Ryan gets to go first, you know. And then later on, Casey gets to go. And then finally, Taylor, you know, after staying home and. Oh, bull, you left me. <laughs> you guys went we to Ontario and you left me home to, like, weave baskets or something. Chew leather. Yeah, like, so right of passage, sorry, uh, too young, sorry, stay home. But I, that's, you're absolutely right, though. It did, it did make, it did, it was legendary. Hunting has always been, it's been significant in our family. It's, it's part of our culture, part of how we, you know, live our day-to-day -day lives. Like, it's the deer, um, they put food on our table and you know because you're a tax service and because like it puts money in the bank and it pays the bills and things like that so we were so intertwined with it but then to go and like get directly involved with that process was like a horrendous deal it was like for you oh, to yeah. for you to be allowed to go to camp like I, I remember when I got to go to Pittsburgh for the first time and I was like, like, I was like <laughs> oh I was so wound I was excited because it's a big deal like you know, sleep. Yeah, we don't oh, we don't yeah. take hunting lightly. Uh, none of the pieces of it. It's really important to us, and it's important that you know we kind of stay active and we stay and we stay kind of like really uh, helping participants to the entire system as a whole. And you know, and deer hunting has fueled almost everything that we're doing. Stems from our love of being in the woods. And I, like Casey, Casey, and you know us guys, we literally made our living indirectly because of that decision right and basically uh it was the stories it was the stories that really uh got me really involved into the deer hunting world we'd sit around the table and dad's talking about some of the times he had up in maine um and of course kind of kind of really fell in love with it so it's like i was so i was with dad all the time and we were always working on things where we were hanging out we were in the woods all the time and i was like i want to i want to give back to the wildlife as much as i can so I uh, decided to go to the school, and it's like, well, I, I kind of want to be a game warden. So, of course, you be, to be a game warden, you have to either go through a police academy or you have to go and have a four-year degree. And it's like, well, I should have a backup plan just in case if I didn't want to be, be a game warden. Um, so I went to school for forestry, and then um, it was just because of the love of the deer. And it's like, I could either manage people's effect on the deer or I can manage their habitat. And as the kind of throughout the college, I kind of made the decision to manage their habitat because I would have a larger effect and not just on what the people do. And because if, if the people ended up changing their mind, I couldn't do anything about it. But with the woods, with the woods, I would be able to, uh, to be able to really affect that as much as I could. So um, that's what kind of got me really involved was the stories. And then of course that, that love for the wildlife. Sometimes your story is not an easy thing to tell 
because it's so big and it's so much to it, <laughs> right? And then when you add in three more characters, <laughs> that changes things significantly, right? Um, the the whole point, I think, of, of most of our YouTube channel and, and even some of the different practices that we've taken up in our lifetimes, um, like I, I'm a hunter ed instructor for the state of Vermont, and I, I've been lucky enough to have a lot of students and also to to be able to teach a lot of teachers and to give back to our sport you know and, and we talk about the stages of a hunter uh, you know being like a shooter at first and then later on uh, you, know, you might want to limit out you want to get as many rabbits as you can or, or something like that and you, you work your way through the the method stage where you might try a tree stand or a muzzle loader or a bow and arrow or something different and then maybe even work your way into the trophy stage where you're trying to shoot the biggest and making it the hardest way to get it kind of thing. And then eventually you might be in the sportsman stage where you're giving back to the thing that's benefited you so much. And that's one, one thing I've always wanted to do is to be able to give back. And the, the channel and, and you guys and all the people, like my, my taxidermy customers and stuff, all the people that I've had in my life that's been a, a real good thing. I, I've been able to give back tons and tons, I think, in a lot of ways. And um, we've gotten a few philosophies over the years that have applied, and, and that's kind of what the podcast will be doing. It'll be sharing some of those ideas. Um, we want to give you lots of things that'll help you out, that'll, that'll maybe you know help your outlook or help your success and help you have a good time. Plus, um, one of the other things that we've learned so much, especially about from the YouTube channel, was the whole uh, how many people are, are kind of, you know, appreciative of what we're doing. And also, too, that really want to share what they do with somebody else. I, I've been humbled by the number of people that are like, man, can we go hunting with you? Or, you know, and I'd love to have everybody go. And it just, I can't take 10,000 people hunting. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Camp's but, not quite big enough. No, no. But we, we take you all on the camera. And, uh, and if you're riding down the road and listening to this and we're, we're you're enjoying this, um, we hope that's the case too. It's been, been quite a ride and we've got lots of things to share. And uh, that's kind of been the whole point of it. And we just want to keep it going. The the major things that we hope to we hope to give to you guys with the podcast is going to be is going to be giving you some actual practical application things you can take in the woods that'll help your hunting that help your you know your picture process recording all your hunting memories and you know things that uh, things that we've used to have really really successful deer hunting uh, throughout New England and throughout the last I don't know how long you've been doing it a long time yep. billion years. <laughs> and wow. you know, and also give you guys uh, give you some stories because you know even even uh, stories about how you know the big buck got away are things that have helped us get things right. Like when yeah. you you know everyone is a teacher, even if it's what not to do. And hopefully, hopefully we can provide you uh, lessons from both. Uh, rather not be the, the second one, but um, things that have worked for us that can definitely work for you and uh, really kind of give you guys some entertainment, teach you a few things, and uh, we're glad you have us along for the ride. We kind of want to also uh, provoke a little bit of thought too. Um, we're, we're really, we're deep into philosophy a lot of things, and, and having a little bit of that as well, some things that would get you to think about, um, just because that way we can better ourselves and we can better everyone else, because if, if, if we benefit, but if everyone else benefits, that's kind of what we're, we're, where we're kind of going right now. 
Um, we, we don't want uh, to just use this resource up. We want to conserve the resource and we want to make sure that, that everybody is, is playing a part in that and doing the best you can and being the best self you can be because when somebody that doesn't hunt sees a hunter, we want them to smile at that hunter but not necessarily frown or throw bricks or whatever at that person. And, and giving a little bit of that um, I think would be really important as well. We want to share some how-tos. We want to share some stories with you. Um, we definitely want to talk about some of the more, you know, tougher subjects that you run into when it comes to hunting. Um, Anti-hunters, right? That's going to be one. Um, we're also going to try and share a lot of just thoughts about what it what it takes to get it done, especially in big woods where there isn't many deer. Um, we want to talk about uh, other hunters. We want to talk about the woods itself. We're, we're going to get into some of the deer's habits. Uh, we want to talk uh, especially how tracking and its benefits and all the different nuances that go with tracking because there's a lot, like tracking a deer through a forest, there's a lot of investigation that's going on and there's tons and tons of things that it's taken me a lifetime and tons and tons of people who have you know spent a lot of time sharing little things with me and they've been so beneficial it's taken me a whole lifetime to get to a point where I can really walk right up and take a look at things and like be able to tear it apart and then make a pretty good outline about what's going on and then let you know about it. Um, we're, we didn't invent tracking. Track has been around for a long time and there's a lot of excellent trackers and I think New England is probably one of the best deer hunter growing places in the, in the whole U.S. For, for sure. sure. Because we, New England deer hunters, it's, it's really hard. Getting a deer is a tough place. This is a really tough place to even find a deer, much less to be able to get them and the, the Deer are really on it. Our deer are smart. Oh, they're on it. They're quick and they're all over the place. And and to be able to handle and find a big buck in, in a million acres of nothing and to be able to do it and do it well and do it consistently is is possible. And there's lots of things that can be shared here. And I, I had no idea what it would do to my life in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I noticed too, um, just between doing all the shows with the taxonomy booth in uh, up in Burlington and then in New Hampshire and all over Vermont, uh, is that when you hear all all the stories and it really showed me how much people measure how people measure their success when it comes to hunting and how what makes them think they're successful, whether it's to shoot a big buck. And I've noticed a lot of people feel that in order to be successful, you have to get something. You have to tag out or even with fishing you have to catch that big one and one thing I'm hoping that uh, through these this podcast and through our stories and uh, we can kind of stir some thought that you don't have to actually get the deer to be successful and it's really important if you're gonna make not necessarily a career like we have out of deer hunting in the wildlife but if you're really gonna make it uh, enjoyable pastime and a hobby in a lot of ways for you. It's really important to make sure that you measure your success in multiple ways. That way it keeps the joy in it and it also helps inspire confidence to do better. You know, basically giving you, you know, coming up with more than one way to win. Well, on top of learning so much about yourself, like your, your, your own personal growth of what comes about because of this 
is so valuable and the experiences are so varied and the unpredictability of what's going on and being able to be adjustable and, and to, to work that into it on top of all those things, getting a big one. Right, that, that's that's the bottom. That's, oh, that's, yeah, yeah, definitely. I still want a big deer. Don't get me wrong. Getting a big deer, is, that's a, that's a nice uh, icing on the cake. That's for sure. I never met a bad deer, but <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah. So, guys, without further ado, let's get into some topics. Let's cover some ground. Let's get you moving, and let's get you out into the woods.